Sevi with Five Points Podcast. Uh, it is a blazing hot so far Southern California day, which is appropriate for July. Um, but what's going to cool us down is this cool dude uh, named Jeff Lyons, who I have on the podcast with me today. Hello, Jeff. Uh, good morning. <laughs> um, so Jeff is a wow. Uh, where do I start? He's a um, he's a author, screenwriter. Um, he does multiple, um, seminars on writing period, but also on screenwriting. Um, he's self, a great self publisher, by the way. Um, if you want to see him, uh, in his glory, uh, what's the best, what's the best, um, stuff to, to con, I know you have an Amazon page, you probably have a Barnes and Noble page, but where else besides that? Jeff, what do we? Um, well, you know, I've got um, I've got my website, which is uh, storygeeks.com. Okay. Um, but um, if you want to see me a little bit in action, um, I work with this great author marketplace company called Readsy.com. Oh yeah. Um, R e e d s y dot com, and I've done a couple of free webinars for them. Okay. Um, and they're on YouTube, and um, it, it's. Uh, uh, I just did one on log lines and, uh, I did one on, on the mushy middle and how, oh, to, avoid, how to avoid the mushy middle in a, in a story. Um, yeah. wow. And, and you forgot, you know, quality is cars. <laughs> I do that too. I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> You're also, uh, yeah, you know, something that's unusual about, I don't know how unusual, but a little bit unusual about both of us is we're both martial artists. Um, yes, that is pretty kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when I first met you, I thought I had met uh, my better-looking doppelganger because uh, <laughs> because uh, you we we started to compare notes about our lives, and it was all these things lined up. And one of the things that lined up was I started in Aikido. Actually, I started in Kempo in the '80s, but I went to Aikido in the '90s, and you had also taken some Aikido. Um, lots, lots, lots. Yeah. yeah. So, and you, but you're, you're currently, uh, is it, would you consider it MMA, jiu-jitsu, Gracie jiu-jitsu? No, I, yeah, I do Gracie jiu-jitsu and, and, uh, uh, boxing. Mm, okay. Um, so a lot of boxing and, <clears throat> and I, I pretty much train every day in, in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think it's important for uh, martial artists to have those or for writers to have those martial arts skills. Cause we get hit in the face so many times you got to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a jungle out there. Oh man, as we can, as we can both attest. Um, so, so if you get a chance to see Jeff in person, uh, or these days that would be considered virtual, uh, Zoom or some other uh, forum, I highly recommend him. He spoke a couple times to OC screenwriters. I'm just a, he's just really a, a knowledgeable guy, humble too. He just tells you that he's the best at what he does, and uh, you, you, you got. <laughs> No, he uh, he is really a great guy. And <clears throat> what I love about Jeff is Jeff hates uh, being a guru, even though he is. Uh, so he he, <laughs> he he rejects that term and he rejects that uh, that appellation. But uh, truly, you are. Um, so uh, let's let's segue a little bit into what are we? Are you watching anything that's uh, that you you know that you'd like? Yeah. To talk? Yeah. What's up? I, uh, I I stumbled upon a new Netflix release, which is now getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. 
And it's a fascinating thing because it, it's this new, it's this new, it's a feature film, action feature with Sh uh, um, Sh Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, I heard it's, about this. Uh, the old guard, right? Um, a, a a woman a director, a first time director in a large budget comic book based movie. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what, what's and it's and it's really really entertaining. It's a fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, a couple of elements don't, you know, are a little dead. Like, you know, they have, they, they, they tend to wake up out of these startled dreams and they see things. It gets kind of old and kind of cliched, but otherwise characters are wonderful, works really well. But the thing that fascinates me about this, this movie when I was watching it was just the way the Avengers movies kind of, you know, set up the next movie. It's part of a franchise, you know, and that's not an uncommon thing. Mm -hmm. This thing had the feel of a TV series. Mm. I mean, right from the teaser all the way to the tag thing at the end, it was like a two hour pilot for a TV series. And, and the last, the last tag, which is what you, you have in some shows is you have, you know, your teaser, which is like the you know, first 10, 15 minutes. And then you have your last couple of three minutes, full minutes, um, which is the tag that introduces, uh, you know, agents of shield does that with all of their, all their episodes. Um, but the tag introduces, you know, the next complication that's going to be you segueing into the next episode. This thing completely followed the formula of a TV series. Hmm. And it just shows us how film franchises and TV series on streaming platforms have become indistinguishable almost. Well, don't you think... It's fascinating. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great, um, a great recognition. But don't you think everything these days is pilot fodder for the for a series i mean streaming tv has taken over the world basically well yeah everything is but that's not how the, i mean this was this was shot as a feature film i don't see any distinguishing feature here other than the length of the show which is like over two hours it had the look the feel everything of a tv pilot mm. well back in the day jeff i'm sure you remember weren't uh, TV pilots two hours long, and they yeah, they, yeah exactly they, they they were yeah yeah, yeah. and that cha that's changed over the years but of course yeah, yeah. The, the, exactly right the yeah. uh, especially for miniseries and stuff like that they have you know two hour they they, they would treat them like a, like a feature film yeah for sure I'm gonna have to watch it it's on the that's list you know we uh, we sold I sold a script to Charlize uh, back in the day when her when she had a production company oh wow. Um, and I never met her. I never got to meet her, but, uh, I was in her offices and, uh, it looked, we, she bought one of my old, she bought a script called Devil's Knot and, uh, which I, that's a horror, not with her. It was a great story with her, but she ended up shutting down her production company, um, about three months after we, after the script. And it went to, went to a friend of mine who's a great guy and, uh, it turned out to be a great experience, but not exactly. I was hoping to really meet her. She, she's a pretty impressive woman. So yeah, very. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm watching a lot too, but I, I just want to mention really quickly something called the Murdoch mysteries, which is a Canadian TV show. And it's got 12 seasons, um, which is amazing to me that we, we don't know. I mean, thank God for Amazon and Netflix and all these companies who bring in, um, yeah. you know, all these these shows. And you start out thinking, this is lightweight. This is kind of like Murder, She Wrote. It's not really meant to be taken that seriously. And then yesterday I watched an episode that just blew me away. And it was 
oh, I mean, the guy had a crisis of faith. It was about uh, the attitudes towards homosexuals back in 1895. Um, just, I, I mean, it really went dark, or not dark, um, darker, I would say, more more serious. So if you get a chance, it's on, wow. it's on Prime. It's called The Murdoch Mysteries. And the conceit for the TV series is that he's kind of like a scientist slash detective. So they're talking in the first episode about alternating current versus direct current, Tesla versus Westinghouse. And then um, they talk about uh, like uh, finger, they call them not fingerprints, but finger marks. And one episode had Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh, in it visiting. It was, pre- it's pretty cool. So he, they, and then they name all the characters, some, some of the side characters like, um, like, uh, 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 who's the elephant man? Alan Merrick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the characters is named Alan Merrick. And so they go into all these weird little sidebars, but it's pretty, it's pretty well done. It's well acted, well, well written. And it has a scientific slash, uh, kind of exploration to it. So, wow. Yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, we are plot points podcast. I'm here with a friend of mine, Jeff Lyons, who is also an incredible boy. I don't know. Renaissance man, I guess I do. You do just about everything there is to do. And quality Um, used cars. Yeah. (laughs) And sells used cars. You know what? I'm going to put your your number out there and have people call you for that. (laughs) For that 2003 Plymouth that everybody's looking for. <laughs> um, Jeff, are you working on anything right now? I mean, that's oh a, yeah, that's like saying, uh, do do dogs pee on fire hydrants? That's yeah, just yeah, a, that's it's a, just a given. What what are you I, working? I'm, on? I'm very I'm very um, ashamed to say. I, I don't know why I should be ashamed to say it, but this pandemic has been the best thing that's happened to me in five years. Oh wow, good for <laughs> you. So I am so busy. Um, I'm, well, I'm working. I'm working on my third book right now with my publisher on mm-hmm. uh, on subplots for screenwriters. Um, it's actually mo- more for novelists than screenwriters because screenwriters don't really use tons of subplots. Right. There's just not you know the space and the time, but novelists obviously do. But I, I it's just, this is one of these you know, cautionary tales of you know working with a publisher. I don't control the title of the book. You know they do. So they could call it golfing for cats if they wanted to. If that was a market, they thought they could sell the book to. I think you could sell that. <laughs> there was a guy actually, just a digression. He did a study of what the best selling titles were. And then he, and he put a book out with a compilation oh boy. of that to see if it would sell. And the, the three, the three top selling topics at the time were cats, cat books, golf and Nazis. So he, so he put he put a book out with his big swastika on it and called it Golfing for Cats. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm writing I'm writing this book, uh, which I have to deliver in April next year, which ain't going to happen. And um, um, my, uh, my one of my novellas, uh, 13 Minutes, is being I just adapted it for a feature film. And there's two companies who are interested in it. Wonderful. So uh, now they can read 13 minutes uh, in a novella, which is, a ter- by the way, it's a terrific read. It's wonderful. It's exciting. It's suspenseful. It's frustrating. It makes you want to scream. Uh, but it's on. <laughs> you can pick it up on Amazon under either Jeff Lyons or 13 minutes. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
Okay. And that was a real challenge because, you know, when I wrote the, the original script from the novella, which is like 70 pages long, the script was only about 42 pages. So it was a, <laughs> it was a good, it's a good like Twilight Zone episode, you know? Yeah, Black Mirror. But I episode. could not, I, yeah, I could not get it to 85 pages, which is what you need for a feature. Sure. So the director and I were pulling our hair out trying to figure out how to do it because it's a very contained and dramatic environment. The pacing is really tight. And if you expand the story too much, you're going to lose the tension. Mm -hmm. So we finally figured out how to do it, though. And um, uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. It's wonderful. Um, and I got two, two new classes. You can go to storygeeks.com. And on the front, on the very top of the website there, there's two workshops that I have starting up uh, this next month, end of this month and uh, next month. And I'll put all these links in the show notes. Okay, so great. Yeah, so if you uh if anybody listening uh doesn't doesn't find it which I can't can't imagine you wouldn't he's all over the internet um but just uh, go to the show notes and they'll be hopefully they'll I'll be able to track down all this stuff and put it thank in there. You, thank you for that. Sure, of course. That. Of course, you're great. So yeah, I got a lot going. I got a lot going on. Great. Congratulations. How about you? What what do you have going on? Uh well, I uh I it looks like I'm going to be writing uh articles for Final Draft. Um I cool. I just signed contracts with them, uh, but it's through their educational department, not not the the main. It is the company. It's just through education. So I'll be writing two articles a month for them. So uh, so that's what I'm working on. Then of course, I mean, I called you and said, Je Jeff, I need to publish. I need to do an ebook. How do I do that? And uh, you were very kind, and you gave me the benefit of your uh, your knowledge. And I'll tell you what, what a can of worms that is. Holy yep. sh oh, man. Oh, just wait, just wait. Just just getting it published is one thing. Then you've got to figure out how to stay on everybody's radar yeah. and yeah. work with the keywords and Amazon's algorithm mania. And it's it's a rewarding thing if you can figure it out. I struggle with the content marketing piece of it mm. terribly. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. so bad at it. Mm -hmm. But and I got to learn it. You have to learn it. It's just yeah. part of being a, having a business, you know. <laughs> All right. So, um, again, we're Plot Points Podcast. My guest host and friend today, well, he's not my friend today. Hopefully it, we're long term, but, uh, today is Jeff Lyons. That was who was just speaking. Um, Jeff is a, t tell him some of the titles of your books, Jeff. Like, uh, oh, and now you have a premise line. Uh, that's a great one. Rapid story development. Um, okay. how to use the Enneagram story connection to become a master storyteller. That's, that came out last October. Okay. Um, and, thirteen uh, minutes. Thirteen minutes, and I Termin just, terminal station. Ter Terminus station is a new novella I just re republished. I okay. had a professional editor finally fix all my stupid grammar problems, <laughs> um, and it came out. I'm really proud of that story. It's, it's another novella, um, yeah. and it's a really weird. I do I do like Harlan Ellisonish, you know, oh, Ray wow. Bradbury kind of weird tale stuff. And I've got an ebook series called Rapid Story Development, which uh, there's six six books in the series, and I got more stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, <laughs> um, Ellison's "I Have No Mouth But Must Scream" changed my life. I mean, it, oh my, it, uh, one of my favorite writers of all time, oh, so. <clears throat> without question. And there's a very famous video he has on YouTube called "Pay the Writer." Oh, a little video. Everybody, I'm gonna have to, yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. 
you came up with the top five list that I really liked. Uh, and it's m- movies that either bend or break the rules. I'm going to put bend in there. Uh, yeah. because, yeah, because I think it's fair to say, but let's hear, let's hear your, your list. Um, expeditiously because we're running out of time, but yes, uh, I will, I'll blow through these pretty quick. Okay. And you're going to see my sensibility for film because almost all of these are like stuff that almost nobody's heard of. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just into real weird, weird stuff. Uh, and some, some, some you have heard of. Uh, first one is once upon a time in the West. Oh, 19, wow. 1968 Sergio Leone spaghetti Western, but it was one of the first ones. And it broke the rules because it had almost no dialogue. The first 10 minutes of it. I remember. Three guys watching a train. At a train station, right? <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. There's In nothing the else going on. In the middle of nowhere. Nothing. And zero dialogue. I know. <laughs> and it was a Western, and it was three hours long, which was, you know, mind-bending for a movie, a Western in those days. Right. And it also violated the rules about what a Western hero is supposed to be. There's nobody in that movie that's a good guy. Mm. <laughs> True. So he broke all those rules. You know? Okay. The next one is um, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. The original, 1968. It was an unbelievable groundbreaker. And talk about breaking rules on horror movies. It pushed all the cultural boundaries for what was acceptable in a horror movie. Including and, a black hero. And that's the other thing it did was it, it the, the main character was a black guy. Mm-hmm. And this wonderful, ironic ending, you know, where he gets. Not that I want to spoil it. Spoiler alert. Yes. Um, so, it, 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 you know, Romero just totally rewrote the book about how to do a horror, horror movie. An obvious one. Everybody's seen it. Christopher Nolan Memento. Yeah. It's on my list, yeah. 2000. And the fascinating thing about Memento is how he wrote it. He wrote it out. There's all these studies out there about how he, how he created that script. But he wrote it out in a linear way, and then he broke it out into the two separate storylines, one moving forward in time, one moving backward in time. One was black and white, one was color. Unbelievable. And, and yeah, it's, it's just my, you know, it was the beginning of the, of the Christopher Nolan mind-bending, you know, series of movies. Um, but it, 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 nobody, nobody ever did that before. And it was, it was really groundbreaking. Another one is, um, one by the French director in 1974. It, it is one of my favorite romantic comedies. It's called, is by Claude Lelouch. And the, the, the title is, and now my love. Mm, That's okay. the translation. It is, unbelievable it is a love story but the lovers don't meet until the very last couple of scenes of the movie wow what what you have is you have him telling like go he goes back like a hundred years before they're even born and he shows you the destiny of how two people end up meeting wow throughout, throughout the story you see their families then you see them growing up then you see them over time weaving in and out of each other's lives as strangers where they'll sit in the same restaurant, but they don't make eye contact. And they're slowly over time getting closer and closer and closer. And then, and then the last, where the movie really ends is they end up on an airplane and they sit next to each other in the airplane. Oh man, that's great. And say hello. Oh, that's great. Unfortunately, Lelouch went kind of off the deep end and then went into the future, like a hundred years or something. And it got really weird and kind of freaky. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but the story was over then. You know, wow. when, the, when the lovers met at the end of the movie, it was just brilliantly told. Brilliant. Mm. Uh, another one, it, it was a toss up between Andrei Robolev by Tarkovsky, 1966. Okay. And El Topo by Jodorowsky, mm. uh, 1970. Um, Andrei Robolev is, was Tarkovsky's second movie. It was, it was made in six chapters. One of them didn't even include the main character. Very disconnected, nonlinear in every way possible. And yet, at the end, when you're done with this crazy mess, you walk away feeling like it did something. Hmm. <laughs> it's just brilliant storytelling. And it's nobody ever, ever at that time, no one ever did, did, broke up their, their narrative the way he did. Yeah. Wow. Um, Great. Yeah. So those are my five. But El Topo is definitely on that list, too. Yeah, I marked them down. I'll put them in the show notes uh, for those of us who who aren't following uh, some of these films. I don't. I've never heard of the last three films. So. Um, oh really? Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm going to leave my list to the show notes, but uh, Memento's on there, and uh, I don't know if you've seen a stupid and futile gesture, but that's another. Oh one. yes, I, I haven't seen it, but I know about it. It's wonderful. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, I'm with uh, Jeff Lyons. My name's Mark Sevy. This is Potpoints Podcast. You can reach us at potpoints.com or there's a phone number you can call 919 Scripts to uh, leave a message, uh, suggestions, uh, criticisms, uh, you know, Mark, I hate your ugly face. That's anything's fine. It just, just, uh, don't threaten me because uh, I'll send Jeff after you. So they can also inquire about a used car. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to kick your ass with that. I swear to God. I'm going to remember, you know, I have a long memory. That's going to come up somewhere. So uh, I'm going to have to find a graphic. I'm pretty good with Photoshop, so you've just sealed your doom. <laughs> anyway, I think we're going to call it a day. I had a question for Jeff, but we're running a little long, and I don't want to have to edit anything out. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here. Uh, but I would like to thank Jeff. Uh, for for agreeing to come on the podcast and for all your help with uh, with everything. I mean, um, you came to my class and spoke. You you've been at OC Screenwriters and spoke. Uh, I I just love listening to you. Uh, you're such a student of what you do and whatever that is. I mean, whether that's writing a book, uh, doing e-publishing, writing a script, doing a TV series, because you have some extensive experience in that. Uh, you make it a you make it a, a a classroom, and I love that about you. That's really an an impressive part of uh, who you are. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh shucks, thank oh, you. <laughs> it's a you know what? I only speak the truth unless I'm lying to a producer. But uh, mostly, I <laughs> sure that's great. We can do that. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, make... that's doable. Not a problem. <laughs> I said that to I said that to one producer recently. I put that's doable, meaning the the meeting time was doable, and he took it to mean that all his suggestions were. Well, I was signing off on all his suggestions. So you got to be, got to be, yeah, oops, yeah, you got to be quite literal with uh, with producers. Oops, but uh, yes, yeah. yes. anyway, Jeff, uh, it, it was great to talk to you. Um, I would like you all to avail yourself, but Jeff, if they only if if somebody could only buy one book of yours. Uh, which one would you suggest? Anatomy of a premise line. I agree. Okay. Yeah, that's a, there's a brilliant, um, concept in there and I won't tell you what it is cause I don't, I want you to buy the book. But when Jeff said it to us, I think it was in class at Irvine Valley college. It, 
blew my my what I have left of my hair back. It was really amazing. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a foundational book for mm-hmm. everybody who writes okay. stories. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, thank you for joining me. And uh, I, do you have anything else you want to add to uh, to the ten people that listen to this podcast? No, I, I appreciate all their attention and yours, and uh, really grateful for you having me. And thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I hope I hope to have you more back. More. We we always have too much to talk about and not enough time. So true. Um, so for po- Plot Points Podcast for OC Screenwriters, for myself and my my wonderful friend and guest Jeff Lyons, you know, stay safe, everyone, and be inspired. Do good work. <laughs>